Well, hello there, friends. Welcome to a part three segment on the coronavirus edition of Unleashed. Today, I just want to drop in on something that dropped in for me on one of my walks with my son last week. I was out walking the neighborhood with him, getting our daily exercise on, and I walked past a really beautiful, expensive sports car. And I kind of giggled to myself and laughed, and I thought, you know, isn't this ironic? People spend so much time and so much energy and so much money on these status symbols, whether it be the car, the house, the clothes, the face, the hair, the lashes, the nails, whatever it is. You know, and I'm putting myself in that category too, right? Because we all do some version of it. Some of us, for some of us, it's like, oh, I buy only healthy organic food. Cool. That one makes a little more sense, but you guys get where I'm going with this. We all put some amount of effort or energy into building a certain story about who we are. And I giggle to myself because here we are all stuck at home (laughs) with slightly public lives if we have social media platforms and we're deciding to share ourselves on social media. But for the most part, we aren't interacting with people. We're not driving our car up to the restaurant and dropping it at ballet. We're not having people over to our beautiful house. We're not out at the office showing off our style and how cute we are. We are not out on a date showing off how beautiful our face, our skin, our hair, our nails are. We are just inside with our damn selves and maybe a couple other people depending on who you live with. But I thought to myself, you know, in this day and age, what a beautiful, beautiful moment to stop and ask ourselves that when all of our external tools go away to make sure that we are liked, loved, respected, deemed significant by society, when all of that goes away because we are stuck inside, at the end of the day, can we sit with ourselves and go, do I like me? Do I respect myself? Do I find myself significant? Would I be impressed by me? Just waking up, day seven, greasy hair, same sweatpants I wore yesterday. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but that's kind of what my my at-home life looks like. But the point is, we are not needing to impress anybody at home except ourselves. And I think a lot of people are going through it right now because they're realizing, holy shit, I'm not impressed with myself. And I've been living off of the lifeblood of these external validations that have done me well. You know, maybe it's even the external validation of social media and the amount of likes and, you know, followers and comments that you got. And maybe in some way that's still relevant because we're on social media probably now more than ever. But what an opportunity to look and really ask ourselves, am I impressed? Do I like what I see in the mirror? Do I like what I feel in my soul? Do I like the person, the human that I am? Am I impressed by me? And it's a big question. It's a question that can unravel a lot if you allow it. And I think even those of us in the most quote-unquote conscious of communities can take that question and really run with it 
You know, I've been doing all of this with myself. Everything I'm sharing with you guys, by the way, is nothing that I'm above. It's it's everything that I'm currently doing that I'm feeling moved and inspired by that's moving my life in some way. And I want to share it with you. So I hope that you hear that, that I am not outside of this. I'm so in this conversation for myself and recognizing that, yes, I live a conscious life. Yes, I live a life by design. Yes, I teach this work and I get to ask myself, where am I not impressed with me? Or even different question, different positioning. Where have I been relying on the impression of others? to lift me up, to make me feel a certain way. So that's just something that I would love for you all to reflect on. And I'm going to share my personal reflection on this. And it's something I've been kind of being with, I would say, for the last six months. So before this even happened, um, because I was entering a massive transition for myself, which is motherhood round two with two babies instead of one. Um, something that I just never thought would be my reality is having twins, um, although they do run in both my family and Preston's. Um, but it was pretty far removed. You know, I've got like 17 sets of fraternal twins in my Greek side of the family, but they're all like second, third, fourth cousins that live in Greece that I don't even know. So twins was like a big shakeup for me. It was a big um, grounding, I guess is the right word to really sit in like, whoa, my life is going to change. It's going to change a lot more than it did with Kingston. And I felt kind of unscathed in my pregnancy and in my birth and my child rearing with Kingston for the last two years. I felt a lot of ease and grace and freedom and mobility with it. And, um, you know, I was talking with Preston and I'm just like, man, one kid is like a vacation, <laughs> you know, because here we are with two kids on top of our son, Kingston, so three kids. But even when it's, you know, Kingston's asleep and we're just with the twins or I'm just with the, the twins, I'm like, man, one kid is like a vacation at this point. And so I kind of had a little inkling that it would be more work, you know, than just one. But the other transition that was coming up for me when we found out it was twins was knowing that I was going to be taking a massive step back from my work, from my business. And, you know, some of you may know this if you've listened to my work for a while or you've been in my communities like Soul School or Bridge. Some of you who have not been in those communities, this will be new information for you, but I have been working my entire life (laughs) from as far as I can remember um, for the joy of working. I, I love creating something out of nothing. I love ingenuity. I love feeling productive. It's just in my bones. I come from a long line of entrepreneurs, literally like centuries of entrepreneurs. Um, and my whole family, it's just in my family. I look at every single person in my family. We're all self-employed. We're all go-getters. We all love doing things our way. And we are what most of the world would call workaholics because we love what we do which is a gift, but it can also come up and bite you in the ass sometimes. And it's interesting because I've never had the identity of somebody that doesn't work in the traditional sense. Now, I say all this with a giant caveat of recognizing that the hardest work 
that there ever is on this planet is the work of being a parent. Um, And I'd say mother, but I know there's a lot of dads out there who are doing parenthood alone, so I want to acknowledge and appreciate you as well. Being a parent is work unlike anything I've ever experienced before because it never turns off. You are always needed and always on, um, and it is thankless for the most part. It's not like you've got a paycheck coming in. It's not like you've got a platform where people are like, oh my God, you're amazing. Like, 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 like on your motherhood game. Um, you know, it's just, it's not glamorized. It's not like New York Times bestseller, speaker, author, workshop leader, influencer, fashion blogger, mom, dad. You know, even those words feel like a little sad. (laughs) And this was my huge transition point. And this has been the thing that I recognize going full circle back to what I started this episode with is that the thing that I'm sitting in that I had a lot of external validation from that I didn't even notice because I'm so self-driven in my work, but I didn't even realize or notice that I was getting so much external drive and fire and energy from what I do because I happen to do it publicly. And no matter what anybody says, it feels damn good to get messages and cards in the mail and um, people coming up to me on the street saying, you know, your work has changed my life or, oh my God, that video you did just awoke something in me or that podcast episode or what, like that shit feels good. It feels good and it strokes my ego and it feels amazing for my soul too. My soul fucking loves it, but my ego loves it too. Let's not get it twisted. (laughs) You know, my ego is sitting there pretty taking that in and going, yep, yep, it is good. Like you're doing a good job. And when I knew I was entering motherhood round two with the babes, with the twins, I knew that that would slow a little bit because I wouldn't be doing all the things. Um, I knew I would be taking a back seat on my earning potential, which was a huge slap in the ego face for me because I've always been self-sufficient and independent and I've been quote unquote self-made, even though I hate that term because nobody does anything in a vacuum. Um, I've never had to rely on somebody else financially and, you know, having two kids on top of a toddler, Preston and I decided that you know, this may be our last go at parenting, and I really wanted to be home with the twins and to help raise them and all of that. But I knew that meant less money on my side of the business coming in. I knew it meant less platform because I just wouldn't really have the space or time for it. And that was a huge thing is to find the validation in motherhood when I had an underlying story about mom being mom and not being enough. And it was just a hard thing for me to confront because I, I respect moms so much, um, always, but especially now that I am a mother, but even in knowing what it takes, there's still a societal story that just being a mom it's not enough. Now as a woman, we've got to be mom. We've got to be breadwinner. We've got to be all the things in all the directions and still be homemaker and still be sex kitten and still be 
workout goddess and still be, you know, vegan chef. And I mean, my goodness, all of the the ideals. And can I self-validate with all of the pressure that society is putting on us as a whole? whether you're a parent or not, right? Society has an idea for you, for your life, for your culture, for your degree, for your situation. Society has an idea. And if you don't believe me, just think about what you think you should do. And that's society's idea for you. But what's my idea for me? What lights me up? What fills my cup? Can I stay true to that without the, the temptation of the ego wanting more and more and more and more and more and more and more. Can I be impressed by me without the external impression that it leaves on others? It's a big question. That's, that's the one I've been sitting in for myself is motherhood and the simple life and less out in front and more behind the scenes. And it's, it's a dance. Some days I feel completely 100% fuck yes. Oh my God, I'm so glad I'm out of that whole matrix and I'm not playing the game anymore and I can see the game so clearly and how it played me and how I played it. And then sometimes I miss it. And sometimes I want to get back in and I want to prove to myself that I still can and I still got it. Even though it's only, it hasn't even been two months postpartum, guys. That's how fucking sick the disease of more is in me and in our society in general. Um, So yeah, so those are my musings. I wanted to share my personal insight with you because sometimes I feel like when we hear from people that we look to for advice, insight, ideas, it helps to shape ourselves and it helps us take a deeper look at where we're at. So I hope in some way it illuminated something for you, or at the very least, maybe you got a good laugh out of it, or you felt like, oh, cool, I never knew that before. But either way, I hope it served in some way. Um, But really, I hope, hope, hope you take on that question. Am I impressed by me when I don't have all the things I've been relying on, my looks, my charm when I'm out in public, my car, my stuff, my house, my status. A lot of us lost our jobs, our status, our money. When I don't have access to that, do I still like who I am? Do I still love who I am? Do I feel enough without that stuff? Do I feel connected? Do I even know who I am without that stuff? Do I have an identity outside of everything that I have attached myself to? And can I let go of it? Or am I clinging? Am I feeling desperate without it? These are the questions we get to sit in. These are the times that are inviting us to sit in it. My gosh, you guys, I cannot stress this enough. What a gift this time is for us to truly take off the fucking lenses that we have been looking at life through and see clearly, maybe for the first time in a long time. Maybe for the first time in a long time, we can actually see what's really there. What a gift. All right. Love you guys. 
Hope you're staying safe. Hope you're staying healthy. Hope you are taking care of and nourishing you and those around you. (sighs) We're in this together, guys. What a gift. What a time. What an opportunity. Take care. Take care. Like Really take care. And take action. Even if that action is just reflection. That is sometimes the most powerful action we can take is sitting in reflection and mindfulness of where we're at.